Hey everyone. Have you ever wanted to be creative, but then you just remembered that you had other things you needed to do like anything else because making stuff is hard? Much of today's book covers the hardest part of the creative process, actually starting. It's Start Ugly by David Dushman, and this is The Book Pile, a comedy podcast about the best of books and the worst of books. If this is your first time on the podcast, welcome. And may I suggest checking out another episode where my co-host David Vance is present to get a real feel for what we like to do on the podcast, like the episodes when we cover the book's lateral thinking or A Christmas Carol, a couple of my favorites, or when we roasted any of the Twilight books. Today's a solo episode, but I still keep it fun. <laughs> Boy, do I sound like a middle manager Desperately trying to convince a potential employee to join the team. Anyway, I'm Kellen Erskine. I'm a comic, a father, and I hate the word creator because I feel like it's used by a lot of people who just take pictures of themselves on Instagram. Uh, I do enjoy making stuff, but calling myself a maker doesn't sound any better. So as usual, Dave Vance will be back next week when we cover the book Trick Mirror. Uh, Dave's been hard at work at getting his graphic novel slash adventure box, The Starlings, ready to be shipped out. Very exciting. Uh, Dave has also been busy shoplifting at various bulk grocery stores. It's like a game to him. I keep telling him he's going to get caught, but then he keeps saying stuff like, I don't do it for the money. I do it to feel alive. And I'm always like, whatever, man, I'm going to call the cops on you. And he's like, what kind of a friend are you? And then that's where I stopped because I didn't know he considered us friends. And now I'm also kind of hoping he gets me like a trampoline for Christmas. I think they sell those at Costco. Anyway, pray for Dave that he can turn off those impulses of thievery, but not before swiping something that I could really use like a new Vitamix or a laser printer. Uh, if you want to see me live, on November 11th, me and Dave are going to be recording two live podcasts in Provo, Utah at the Hive Collaborative Theater. And uh, again, if you haven't heard, those are two separate shows. And at each of those tapings, I am also going to be shooting another comedy special, a fully improvised crowd work special. And as soon as those tickets are available, which they should be hopefully by today, tomorrow, we will make the link for those tickets available in the description to this episode of the podcast. If you live in the Los Angeles area, I'm going to be performing here locally uh, within the next couple of weeks. I'll keep you posted there. I'll probably be in Santa Monica as well as Hermosa Beach. And then, of course, I'll be in Des Moines, Iowa, December 8th and 9th. You can get those tickets at kellenerskin.com. So this book, Start Ugly, it came recommended from someone who I mostly trust. And for me, there was nothing necessarily new in it, but it's not the author's fault. I just read a lot in this genre of you know creativity and productivity. However, I do think that if you haven't read uh, a lot of books in this area, then this book, it is a great nutshell summary of the, a lot of the crucial principles of how creativity is iteration-based and that it's okay that your first draft is bad because at least it means you've started. It also covers topics that I'm not going to discuss today on stuff like the value of bad ideas and focus and boredom, etc., which I do think are all great. But again, I've read other books that have been more deeply helpful in these areas, like Deep Work by Cal Newport, On Writing by Stephen King, Creativity by John Cleese, all of which I highly recommend. But if you don't want to take a super deep dive into all of those books, this book is a quick wade through what I think are the essential foundational principles of the work of creativity. 
That being said, there are some aspects of this book that were unintentionally funny to me. Like more than once, he says something like, Today I just started writing because it was on my schedule, but I didn't know most of what I was going to say in this chapter, which is now almost completed. So, voila. And it just seems a little self-congratulatory on what is not exactly the greatest chapter in literature. I do get the creative aspect of that, but to me, I think that should apply more to novels, you know, like being surprised along the way, because I do appreciate it when a nonfiction author has planned and researched what they're going to say. Like, can you imagine if Walter Isaacson was like, I'm not sure what I should say about Leonardo da Vinci today, but let's see where my imagination takes me. No, I'm half kidding uh, about this. There was some helpful stuff in here that we'll get into in a minute. Before we get deeper into the book, though, just a quick reminder that we have a Patreon. And if you haven't joined yet, but you're on the fence about it, just want to let you know that on last week's bonus episode, which is still up, I released the first six minutes of audio of what is going to appear on my next stand-up special. And I would actually love uh, you to comment on which, if any, of the jokes on there uh, is your favorite one, because it will directly affect how I edit together that opening combination of jokes. Uh, I'll only have it up for a limited time. So if you want to listen to that, again, it's available exclusively on our Patreon, and it's a mini episode number 11. So you can go to patreon.com slash the book pile or just click the link in the description to this episode to get there. And now, without further ado, here are quick lessons. Here are three quick lessons that I took from Start Ugly. All right, lesson one. The hardest part of creativity is starting. I would also say that the second hardest part is when your quill breaks and you have to chase down another peacock. So David Dushman writes, And yes, his last name contains that word. He writes, quote, While the beginning isn't everything in the creative process, the creative process is nothing without it. So this is one of those quotes that immediately resonates, but also sounds less profound the more you repeat it and think about it. So let's just move on. But it does ring true. Like, I have often not started something that I've daydreamed of creating, either because it sounds like an overwhelming project or I'm not even sure where to start or both. But I like what he says about planning. In one chapter, he writes... I'm writing chapter 11 right now because on my calendar, for the three-hour block I set aside for this morning, it doesn't say finish the book. It says write a crappy draft of chapter 11, end quote. And come to think of it, it kind of sounds like he may have just been filing for bankruptcy, but we'll pretend it's about writing. No, but this is what he means by starting ugly. It just means be okay with wild imperfection. You'll always have time later to rewrite or redraw or edit. But for now, you have to start somewhere for there to be a something to rewrite, redraw, or edit. The author's strategy here, it reminded me of a New York Times interview series with John Schwartzwelder, who was basically the Simpsons writer of all Simpsons writers, who said of his own process, quote, I do have a trick that makes things easier for me. Since writing is very hard and rewriting is comparatively easy and rather fun, I always write my scripts all the way through as fast as I can the first day if possible, putting in crap jokes and pattern dialogue. Then the next day when I get up, the script's been written. It's lousy, but it's a script. The hard part is done. 
It's like a crappy little elf has snuck into my office and badly done all my work for me and then left with the tip of his crappy hat. All I have to do from that point on is fix it. So I've taken a very hard job writing and turn it into an easy one, rewriting overnight. All right, lesson two, iterate. And I don't mean to get too meta on you guys, but iterate was my sixth idea of what to call this lesson. Another quote that I like from Dushiman. I can't say his name without laughing. I wish I'd understood sooner that to dream and accomplish the big and the beautiful, I needed to start small and ugly and refine them from there. So here are a few of my favorite examples of stories that, if they didn't start small, they at least started as a much uglier version of themselves. In the first draft of Toy Story, uh, Woody was a huge jerk to all the toys. You can even find an animatic on YouTube where Tom Hanks read an early version of the script, and he yells a lot, like a lot more than usual. Uh, Monsters, Inc. was a bit further from its final project, as Pete Docter's original story idea was that a 30-year-old a regular human living in the real world, uh, stumbles across some drawings of monsters that he did as a kid, and the drawings come to life and follow him around. But perhaps one of the most iterated stories in cinema history is this one. See if you can recognize it before I get to any identifiable names. So, we're in outer space. Everyone wears breathing masks everywhere. The main character, Kane Starkiller, has a son, Deke, who is killed by a space knight. Kane eventually meets up with a general in the Aquilian military by the name of Luke Skywalker. Did you guess this before those last two words? Who is a fellow fully-fledged Jedi with Kane? A giant space imperial fortress. I'm just continuing now because this is insane. A giant space imperial fortress pursues Kane, and from it, two droids leave in an escape pod landing in the Jundalin wastes. Luke meets up with that planet's princess, Leia. At one point, they meet one Han Solo outside a cantina. They're captured by the Empire, tossed in a prison cell on a spaceship. They escape in escape pods, which seems to be a running theme. They land on a planet full of Wookiees. They meet Chewbacca and two human anthropologists named Owen and Baru. They take speeder bikes to locate Anakin, who is Deke's surviving brother, Leia is captured by the Empire again and taken to the Space Fortress. Han and Luke fly there, rescue her. Then an army of Wookiees destroys the fortress, and as it's going down, Han, Luke, and Leia escape just in time in, you guessed it, escape pods. <laughs> so you can see elements of the original trilogy in there, the characters. Sometimes just the names of characters are the only things that remained intact. But yeah, there's a big space fortress, uh, there's the Jedi, even the breathing masks uh, were retained from the story, but they were narrowed down from everyone using them to just Darth Vader, or as my co-host Dave would call him, Darth. So obviously then episode four, A New Hope, it becomes a masterpiece and the biggest movie of all time when it was released, deservedly so. But this was only after several major iterations of the story, but it would never have become what it did had it not first started as a super bizarre sequence of events, or as Dushman puts it, had it not first started ugly. Lesson number three, deadlines 
are lifelines. This isn't a quote from the book. I made it up. And yes, I'm very aware that it doesn't totally make sense. It just sort of rhymes, but you'll remember it. Again, as Dave would say, this lesson's a short one. I just love this quote from the book about deadlines. If getting started is the hard part for most created people, then knowing when to stop might be a close second. Needs no explanation, right? As Dushman says, creativity doesn't happen if you don't start. And I would add, also, no one will ever see your creativity if you don't stop. Meaning, if you don't stop and finally show us what it is that you're making. I think there's a sunk cost mentality that can happen as you uh, start to endlessly tinker with that edit, drawing, essay, craft, speech, book, blog, etc., I think it's better to cut your losses. You'll get better faster by starting a new thing than by endlessly tweaking that overdue one. Stop thinking it's not ready. As Lorne Michaels, uh, creator of SNL, uh, says of the Saturday Night Live sketch writing process, quote, we don't start because we're ready. We start because it's nine o'clock. And yes, <laughs> I realize I'm saying all this uh, as I am releasing this episode of the podcast a day late. All right, before I go, uh, here are four more quotes from the book. Creativity is not a talent, it's a work ethic. Embrace that you won't feel like you know what you're doing. I'm paraphrasing that one, but it's better than the actual quote. And speaking of finally just starting that first draft, that rough draft, he says, the sooner you begin making those mistakes, the sooner they'll lead you in the right direction and give you the momentum you need to carry you through the iterations that get you somewhere unexpected and better than you could have imagined. And my favorite quote in the book is when the author quotes Hemingway. <laughs> who to me, in classic Hemingway style, he summarizes uh, these last three quotes into just four words. Write drunk, edit sober. Thanks for listening. If this book sounded interesting to you and you want to support the podcast just this once, feel free to click the link that we've got in the description to this podcast for this book. And to recap my favorite lessons from this book, one, the hardest part of creativity is starting. Two, iterate. Three, deadlines are lifelines. In other words, when it comes to making stuff, start, iterate, stop, repeat. Repeat.